Alec Baldwin. Huge actor. Been on the screen for a long, long time. Acting in some of my favorite movies, like Beetlejuice and The Hunt for Red October, to name just a couple. You all are likely to have already known what happened with him, but if you didn't, well, let's just have a listen to find out. Can you get to one one one? What's the location of your emergency? We need a net. We need an ambulance out at Bonanza Creek Ranch right now. We've got two people shot on a movie set accidentally. You said someone was shot. Two people accidentally with okay. gun gunshots at on movie set Bonanza Creek Ranch. Okay, send it, send it. I'll connect you with medical dispatch. Don't hang up. Who are you calling? Clear the road. San Jose Fire and EMS wants the location of emergency. Uh, Bonanza Creek Ranch has had two people accidentally shot on a movie set by a prop gun. We need help immediately. Okay. Bonanza Creek Ranch, come on. Hey, stay on the phone with me. We're going to get some help, okay? Okay. What is your name? Mamie Mitchell. Miss Mitchell, what's the phone number you're calling from? 50. Don't hang up, okay? Hold on just one second. It sounds like somebody else is calling for two ambulances. You better make sure everybody should be. We need some help. Our director and our cameraman, this camera woman has been shot. Are they going to take him to the road? So was it loaded with a real bullet or one? We don't, I, don't, I cannot tell you that. Okay. We have two injuries from a movie gun shot. Okay. We're getting them out there already. Just stay on the phone with me. Thank you. Okay. I just that yelled at me at lunch because asking about revisions. You seen him yell at my job and yell at me? He's supposed to check the guns. He's responsible are for the damage. Now, Mimi? No, no, no. I'm a script supervisor. How, I ran how many sitting, people were injured? Two I, that I know of. I was sitting. We were rehearsing, and it went off, and I ran out. We all ran out. They were butt doubled over the AD and the, the camera woman and the direct and the director. They're clearing the road because we come back. We're back on the we're back in the town. Is it called? We're back in the western town. Is there any serious bleeding? I don't know. I ran out of the building. But we That's need fine. It. I still have to go through these, okay? Are they completely alert? We don't know. Maybe? Hello? Hi. I have a protocol of questions I need to ask. If you can just answer them the best you can, okay? Are they completely alert? Um, yeah, they, they are alert. Okay. What part of the body was injured? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not in there. Okay, um, fine. Is there more than one wound? Uh, I think there's one on 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 two indi individuals. One wound on two individuals. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm sending the ambulance help you now. Stanley, I'll see exactly what to do next. Okay. Okay. Um, 
I'm going to tell you how to stop the bleeding. Listen carefully. Make sure we do it right. Um, we do. Um, we do have a, a medic on set. A medic on set. They're already doing that. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Is the bleeding controlled? Um. Okay. Let's see if I'm allowed to get it close as needed. No. Where on the set are you guys? We got one laying down. Where on the where on the property are you guys? We're on the uh I can have a van. A van. Okay. It'll be gate one. Um. And I can see that we have a van out there, so that way we could uh, kind of escort you out here. Okay, they're getting there as quick as they can. Um, I just want to help us on the way, okay? If you get more okay. information or if anything gets worse in any way, call us back for further instructions. Got you. Okay. That call, we hear that two people, they've been shot. And the caller, she makes it clear more than a few times that it was accidental. I get it, but the way that she has limited info and likely has been passed along with limited info from Lord knows how many people trying to get that info to 911, it is pretty limited. Details were just not that vast on this one. The medical dispatcher got a little bit more info, but really passed an accidental shooting of two people. We didn't have too much else. There was one more call that was released on this. I'll go ahead and play that one now. Actress Katherine Heigl, a passionate animal advocate who has saved over 16,000 dogs, says she's been seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. She believes there's a link between canine health and diet. After extensive research, she developed Superfood Complete, a dog food pack with over 30 wholesome ingredients, including superfoods beneficial for your furry friend. Superfood Complete isn't just about deliciousness, though dogs love the taste. It's about supporting overall well-being. In addition to providing a healthy option for your pet, Badlands Ranch, the maker of Superfood Complete, also supports the Jason DeBus Heigl Foundation, which helps rescue countless dogs and find them loving homes. Dogs across America are trying this food and loving it. Go to badlandsranch.com mc901 and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to badlandsranch.com slash mc911 today. Santa Fe 911, what's the location of your emergency? Hi, I'm calling back from Bonanza Creek Ranch. We actually need two ambulances, not one. You need two? Okay, give me one second. I'm calling. I'm on with 911 right now. Injuries. Two injuries. Two separate injuries. Okay, so we're doing a call now for somebody else already called. We'll get to uh, med.2 guys, okay? Okay, and that's 10 to 15 minutes? 
Um, I don't know. We're getting them right now. We're getting them right now to you guys. What? You can trust me too. What? Yeah, we got two ambulances heading your guys' way. What? Okay, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Bye. It kind of sounded like more of the same on that one. Just very limited info. It does sound like that woman or someone else may have called before that was right around this caller anyway because the caller said something about calling with new info that two people needed an ambulance, not just one. The details on this, they emerge later on. Alec Baldwin was on set practicing drawing his gun for the movie Rust. And for whatever reason, and every new source is saying that the gun was simply discharged. They won't say how it was discharged, but I'm reasonably sure that we all know there was live ammo in the gun. And just because there are listeners from different parts of the world that might not allow guns or may not be familiar with guns, they just don't fire randomly. Doesn't happen. I promise you. If you were to leave a loaded gun sitting somewhere, and if there's nobody there pulling on the trigger or messing with it, it would sit there and not fire a shot for as long as it is sitting there. My point is, I believe that Baldwin did fire the shot. Now, where the blame lies and what actually happened, that's where it starts to get a little bit deeper. Before we get into that, a bit about what actually ended up happening. The movie Russ was being filmed on a ranch that had been used in a few other movies prior to this out in New Mexico. Alec Baldwin, who was both acting and producing the movie, was on set rehearsing a scene where, if what I read is correct, he was sitting in a church on the set on a pew where he was drawing the weapon and pointing it at the camera. Somewhere in there, the gun was fired. After police and EMS units got on the scene, they did find two people shot. 48-year-old director, Joel Salza, he was injured by the shooting. And 42-year-old cinematographer, Helena Hutchins, she was killed. Medics present for the filming, they tried to give aid until an ambulance could transport her, but their efforts didn't work. As I was saying about where the blame lies... That's a whole other argument. I won't say my opinion of where the blame should lie and if any criminal charges should be presented, but I will go over some of the facts surrounding something like this happening. The inner workings of a movie set I do know a little bit about. Certainly not enough to give a firm and absolute opinion on what the pathway for any weapon to make it onto a set would happen, or even if that's okay. But from the research I've looked into this it looks like from time to time real guns are actually used on movie sets and have been for years years ago before things like cgi i could maybe see why something like that using a real gun that could happen on a movie set now i just don't really see a reason for it regardless though it happened here it seems as though the guns that are on movie sets have to pass through multiple hands before being given to the actor who will film it, or at least in the case of this movie and apparently a lot of other lower budget movies, that's what happens. The main person who was in charge of weapons on a movie set though, that's the person called the weapons master. 
sometimes and here recently it seems they're more often called an armorer this person is supposed to supervise the use and as well as maintain any weapons that are used in movies i have no doubt that this is done differently from location to location but what should happen is the weapons master should have control of the weapon until the filming starts and would take control of the weapon when the word cut is actually yelled out signifying that the scene's over with according to one movie association's guidelines the weapons are supposed to be test fired off-site to make sure they're not loaded before handing them to the actor in this movie it does seem that the guns were passed through many hands if you're hiring an armorer for this which they have i'm not sure why that would really need to happen you've hired someone to be responsible for it and they should be in the movie that was being filmed as i said it's called rust the weapons master or armorer if you want to call it that was 24-year-old Hannah Gutierrez Reed. With all things that should have happened, the blame could easily fall on her, correct? She is the one that's supposed to maintain control of the weapon up until filming starts and after it stops. And But like I said, in this instance, that wasn't the case. Assistant Director Dave Halls, he was actually the one who handed the gun to Baldwin. And also, by a couple different people on the set, he was the one that yelled that it was a cold gun, signifying that there shouldn't be any rounds at all, even a blank in it. But he obviously didn't check the gun. He was the one who made the announcement that the gun was safe, though, and didn't check it. He should be held responsible, right? Maybe not still. For those out there who are firearms owners... And truthfully, I believe just about anyone, I think everyone should know at least a little about firearm safety. If you were to abide by the rule, the primary rules anyway, for firearm safety, you likely wouldn't have any problems ever. The main four rules, they are, number one, always treat every gun as if it were loaded. Number two, always point the muzzle of the gun in a safe direction. Number three, always keep your finger off the trigger until you're ready to shoot it. And number four, always be sure of your target and beyond. In this case, you can see that likely every one of those rules were neglected. You can also make the case for it being on a movie set as well as them not supposed to have live rounds in the gun that is something you have to think about as well. Baldwin was the one holding literally the smoking gun. If he were a random guy on the street and this happened, accidentally or no, he would be the one that was charged criminally. He had control of the weapon. He was the one who should have made sure there was no live rounds in the gun. On a movie set, where the guns are not supposed to be loaded with live ammo, it's hard to say who's going to catch the blame, if anyone. The armorer on this, and this is fully my opinion, she was she was pretty young. She's 24 years old. Don't get me wrong, I know personally plenty of folks that are young and even younger than that who are 1,000% safe with handling of live firearms. 
But after reading some of the other things that have happened with her, though, in this role, I'm not sure if this is simply someone being young and careless or if it's someone being just flat out willfully negligent. Claims that this armorer on another set handed a weapon to a child actor who was 11 years old at the time of filming. She did that without properly checking the weapon. Also on the set of another movie called The Old Way, actor Nicolas Cage had a gun go off very close to him. That time, she was the one actually holding the gun. She pulled the trigger. Nicolas Cage, who sustained likely at least minimum temporary hearing damage, he was noticeably upset by others on the set with him. All in all, I can't say who will, if anyone, will face blame on this criminally, but I do stress criminally on this. There's a big difference between this and a civil court trial. There could be some criminal negligence charges, but who knows? That all depends on if the circumstances fill the letter of the law out there in New Mexico. Lawyers will, without a doubt in my mind, have a field day on this. I have zero doubt that there's going to be lawsuits floating around about this for a while, as well as, I hope anyway, a host of new across-the-board standards for weapon safety on any film set. I hate to make a joke about something like this, but truth be told, I think that you could come down here to the south where I am and just about throw a rock randomly and hit some good country redneck boy that would know more about gun safety than this armorer. And the last little bit on this, this is my own opinion, and this is the only one that I'm absolutely firm about. I think this so-called weapons master armorer she should probably find another line of work. Updates on this are flowing in hour by hour. This is certainly not the end of the story on this. If there are further developments, I'll certainly be going over them in the podcast discussion group I've got on Facebook. So if you haven't already joined, go ahead and join and follow along with us. As this show has gone on for a while now, I, as well as the guests on my show, have covered some pretty bad and hard to listen to calls. In today's episode, I'm going to change it up a little bit with a more happy call. This call was brought to my attention by a co-worker and a former trainee of mine by the name of Andy. She did a good job having this catch her eyes and ears. This call comes to us out of New Zealand. Down their way, they don't dial 911. They dial 111 for their emergency calls. Let's have a listen to what this one has to say. Police for emergency. Hi. Hello. Play Friday. Yes, what's going on? Um, I'm playing something. You can tell me something. I got some toys for you. You got some toys for me? Yep. Come over and see them. Whereabouts are you? Say Sorry? Hello? Hi there, we've received a 111 call. I'm guessing it was a mistake, child making a mistake there? Yeah, yeah, he's asking oh. for his mother's phone. Oh, bless him. So just confirming there's no emergency at all? No, there's not. Awesome. Just, um, I was fixing the other child. No problem at all, he was just talking about his toys. That's no problem at all. You guys have a good rest of your day.
So that little guy, he wanted to call the police and he wanted to show them his toys. Very, very cute. Sorry to hear that his mom was sick and his dad was there trying to take care of both the kids and he was apparently getting run wild, but still pretty funny and excessively cute. What's even better though is that he did get to show the police some of his toys. Common schools for any units free to head to There is a four-year-old there who is wanting to show police their toys. Over. Yeah, I'll pin it. Roger, thank you. It's a little bit hard to hear on that radio transmission, but the dispatcher asked if there were any officers that could respond over there to this little boy's house and have a look at his toys. They did. They said his toys were very cool, and they let him come out and sit in the police car and turn on the emergency lights. That's pretty cool then. Thanks again to Andy for finding that, and I didn't even have to kick your chair this time. That'll about do it for this episode. Stay tuned because I will try to get out a little bit of a update for all this Gabby stuff that's been going on here recently because there's a lot of info that's gone out with it. Hopefully I can get that done in the next few days, but we'll see. From Music City 911, I'm Brandon, and y'all have a good one.